On today's Locked On Texans podcast, should Houston take a look at signing former coach linebacker Shaq Leonard? And will Devin Singletary stay the running back, starting running back for the Houston Texans once Damian Pierce returns? You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, 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 welcome on this Wednesday to a Wednesday's episode of the Locked On Texans podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Say it with me, your, your team, team every day. day. Just so happens to be hump day. Thank you to all of our new and first time listeners and viewers out there. Make sure that you subscribe, like and comment to the Locked On Texans podcast, wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. And again, to all of our our returning listeners, lending your ear for another episode. Welcome back as we continue to talk Texans on this Wednesday. The NFL has listened a little bit. They are fixing <laughs> the Texans versus Broncos game. And again, for the life of I understand why it's not the Jaguars game. A lot of implications for the playoffs. Winning the division is on line Sunday. It makes more sense. However, we'll talk about that. Also, Cody and I get into should the Houston Texans even think about signing mm. former coach linebacker, all pro linebacker Shaq Leonard. Um, I'm gonna say right now, some of y'all may not like my take. Oh, but we opened up today's show talking about uh, with the return of Damian Pierce on the horizon, should the Houston Texans keep Devin Singletary <laughs> as their starting running back? As we know, Devin Singletary has rushed for over 250 yards. In the last two games, two TDs to go along with that has been phenomenal for this Houston Texans run game for the first time all season. It has seemed to have some sustainable life to it, the breath of mm. fresh air to it. So with Damian Pierce on the way back, should Houston look to retain a Devin Singletary? And I am your host, John, some sports guy Hickman. And of course, joining me as always, Sports Illustrated's own a credential media member, Cody Davis. Cody, let's kick it off. Devin Singletary, mm. stay or go start it, or bench what is what's going on it's a conversation that we you know we've been playing around with the idea over the last um i think it was two three games over the last two games and this week we will definitely see whether or not devin singletary will remain running back one or will damian pierce come back into the lineup and take the, and retake the helm as running back number one um he returned to practice on friday went through the houston texans walked through and as of right now yes we are recording this um the night before the texans first practice ahead of their week 12 contest against the jacksonville jaguars so depending on when you guys hear this um we may or may not have had the opportunity to go to the shooting portion of practice to see who's there and who's not. That's going to be very important because um, Damian Pierce is, as of right now, expected to be a part of the Texans practice. And he is expected to return to the lineup Sunday against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um But, John, th- th- this is a very interesting conversation that we need to have because, one, you just mentioned it. In two games, Devin Singletary. 262 yards, two touchdowns, and this rushing attack has looked phenomenal. However, Damian Pierce, 
We are still hoping, a lot of us, including myself, we are still hoping that Damian Pierce get back to the player that he was last year when he was by far this team's best offensive weapon and at times this team's only offensive weapon. But throughout this whole entire season, whether it was the ankle injury, whether it was, you know, stuff that may be going on off the field or him just trying to get get adjusted to this scheme, Damian Pierce has not looked great so far through his sophomore season. In seven games, this man has only recorded 327 yards on the ground. <laughs> Once again, Devin Singletary has almost matched that in two games. John, I'm glad that you had an opportunity on Sunday to do a quick one-on-one with Devin Singletary. And the main thing that you talked about with the success of the rushing attack is how well the offensive line has looked. <laughs> Mr. Singletary, what's happening right now in the offense? Is the zone scheme, the blocking that's allowing you to kind of reach some of these back-to-back 100-yard games? Yeah, man. In the beginning of the season, you know, we felt like we was close. You know what I'm saying? One, one or two little things could have been off, but now we clicking. You know what I'm saying? The big guys getting a lot of movement up front. You got receivers coming in, getting them dirty blocks. You know what I'm saying? And uh, all I really got to do is run, bro. You know what I'm saying? But we clicking now. Everybody, you know, we trusting each other. You know, that's what it come down to, bro. I definitely want to extend on the big guys. You know, I used to play left guard, so I was going to show love to them. Gotcha. What are they doing up front in back-to-back games to kind of just create some of these holes and also doing a fairly good job protecting your franchise quarterback? Man, dog, they just communicating well, saying trusting in each other, playing as one. You know what I'm saying? You can see it. You can, you can feel that energy. And, uh... And they just keep continuing, continuously finding ways to get better. You know what I'm saying? That's the name of the game. That was me talking to Devin Singletary. Right? <laughs> Always good to talk to a player. In the locker like, room, by the way. In the, in the locker room. How, how was the locker room? I think that was the first time you have actually been in there. That was my first time actually inside the locker room. Uh, and that's what guys were getting just, you know, getting ready for maybe the post game. The CJ Stroud or some of the other players are just kind of taking in the win. So didn't want to necessarily bombard a lot of the players, but had an opportunity to talk to Devin Singletary because I thought that when you when you look at how Houston's season has played out right now, the talking point for the last five weeks is how good C.J. Stroud has looked, mm-hmm. um, how good <clears throat> the offense has been when he's in rhythm, the MVP talk, but specifically the last two games, man, I don't want it to go under the radar. Two things, how good the guys are blocking up front, right? And I mentioned it uh earlier uh, yesterday show i think it, it was or the day before that the monday show where it was monday show it was monday i was like they, they got some continuity up front right mm-hmm. three games in a row you see the offensive line play together and then you got Devin singletary who's just a better running back for the system now when you go back to the arian foster days what made arian foster so effective for the houston texans was they were zone blocking and arian foster did a very good job of seeing where the opening lane was, being able to cut into that lane with some good burst uh, and then get upfield. And that's what you're seeing under Devin Singletary as the start running back for the last two games. And so with the return of Damian Pierce, there's going to be people that think this is a slight towards him. It's not, but I definitely think that he should continue. Well, he should be the a backup running back. Devin Singletary should continue to get the starting role, right? And I think that for Houston moving forward, at least for this year, I think in the offseason they try to take a look at how their running back room is put together and maybe look towards adding another player uh, to that mix. And, of course, you only do so if this if, if it's a dynamic player. 
Uh, but for Houston, I think that this is an opportunity for them to look at how the 2014 Texan team were ran, right? You got Arian Foster, who ran very well for them as a starter. And then you had Alfred Blue to come in to kind of pick up some of those tougher yards, uh, give Arian Foster a break. And he was able to kind of just be the nastier running back, right? Not necessarily a finesse, but just a guy that, you know, 3.6 yards per carry, but it's a tough 3.6 yards per carry. And it's helpful to the team. And then you're also giving your guy, your starter guy, a break. I think that's how Houston should look to use Devin Singletary and Damian Pierce moving forward. Singletary is playing way too good right now for mm-hmm. a team that before his <clears throat> his uh, insertion, inserting to the starting lineup, was not able to get the production from the running back group uh, like they've liked, like they talked about throughout the entire year. So now with their starting coming back in Damian Pierce, they start a running back coming back in Damian Pierce. I just think if you still want that element, it's good to have that element when you need to change the pace, right? And so number one, I think that when, when now that Damian Pierce is coming back, first and foremost, this is going to be the best offensive line going off of the last two games that Houston is going to be able to provide him. There's no way we can just kind of – dance around how badly the offensive line was playing in terms of run blocking, right? And so that'll be better for him. But I also think Damian Pierce had an opportunity, and I haven't – nobody. I don't know if you talked to him. I know I haven't, so I'm not putting words in his mouth. Excuse me. But I think the opportunity to just watch from the sidelines and see what's working well that's helping this offense move the ball, right? I think that's helpful for Damian Pierce. And Mike Boone and, and Dore, but the whole running back group. But with Damian Pierce coming back, just seeing how things have been going in his absence, I think would allow him to just say, okay, how can I change? Because with Devin Singletary, guys, what you're getting is a zone running back who looks for those gaps. And with De- Damian Pierce, what you're getting is a running back who looks to initiate the contact. And that has not fared well for Damian Pierce this year. It was a little bit different last year, and I think he was a different running back last year as well. Didn't necessarily miss the amount of holes that he did that he has this year compared to last year. So I don't know what's going on with that. But Houston does have an opportunity to just kind of have a little bit of a uh, flash and smash going on with, with Devin, Devin Singletary and Damian Pierce. And I think this will help Houston kind of close out some of these games a little bit with Damian Pierce. Um, but no, Devin Singletary should stay the starting running back for Houston moving forward. Well, guys, I'm still waiting on some Rockets tickets from best friend co-host here who I haven't had the opportunity to get any from yet. However, where there's a will, there is a way. And where there is an app and a deal, there's a way for me to get tickets for a favorable price. And that app with those deals is game time. I'm not worrying about buying last-minute tickets because I know game time is going to look out for me if it's a Rockets game or if I want to go see some comedy or if I want to go hear live music or if I want to go sit in the theater and just watch a good play. Game time has me covered. They got killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, my favorite feature, and their best price guarantee. Just game time, it takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. I ain't got to wait on Cody no more. I can just go through game time. Uh, You can see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. They got those zone deals, 
when you pick the session, the section, excuse me, uh, game time picks the seats for average of 18% savings. And again, with game time guarantee, that means you'll get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference back to you. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code locked on NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Again, create an account and redeem code L O C K E D O N locked on NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, I guarantee it. Welcome back, Locked On Texans listeners and viewers. We are a day away from Thanksgiving, and right mm-hmm. now, I think a lot of us are just giving thanks for D'Amico Ryan's being a Houston Texans head coach, and, and CJ, and CJ Stroud being, and Tank Dale, and Tank Dale being, and the for health of Nico Collins, and the health of Nico. <laughs> we can keep going on, right? And, and, and you know, the swarm mentality defense and the offensive line coaches keep. Getting thrown, whatever <laughs> he's getting and Bobby Sloy, <laughs> Bobby Sloy, who is more competent than we've seen in the past from the OC. Right, a lot of us have a lot of reason to give thanks for Houston and the success that they're having right now. But let's pivot over to should the Texans sign Shaq Leonard now, mm. released mm-hmm. by the Colts, former All Pro. As we know, he's had two back surgeries. Back-to-back back surgeries. He has a crazy contract. Cody, I think the numbers are, as I look them up. I, I got it right here. What are the numbers on that contract, Cody? Whoever claims him off waivers, they're going to have to pay him the rest of the season $6.11 million. Okay, cool. That's, 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 that's decent. But the following, n- next three seasons, goals as the following, 2024, 19 million 2026 19.6 you're looking at a situation where whoever claims him they're going to be responsible for paying Shaq Leonard 54 and a half million dollars over the next three seasons now to that point I don't know how much of that is guaranteed however that is still a crazy amount of money that you're going to invest into a former all-pro linebacker who has had, John, to your point, not one, but two back surgeries. Yeah, and when I'm looking at Shaq Leonard right now, first and foremost, the money concerns me. Houston only has, I think, $2.3 million in cap space right now. Yeah, some close to it. And for Houston, and really for any team right now, if they want to pick up Shaq Leonard, of course they gotta, you know, they gotta pay that contract. I don't think Houston has a, enough room to kind of rework some deals to bring him in. Uh, and a team cannot restructure that contract if they claim him off waivers. Now, if he goes unclaimed, then maybe you look at him just being signed uh, as a free agent, and maybe that, you know, I think maybe if he goes unclaimed, then they can look at bringing him in on a different price. Mm-hmm. But in terms of claiming him, they're going to have to pay him that money. Now, Houston has the money moving forward for the next couple of seasons, which is great because you have a running back, I mean, quarterback, excuse me, on a rookie deal. They have a lot of money in free agency next year. But do you really want to spend $16 million next year, 19 and 19 for the following two years? Do you want to spend that amount of money? Absolutely not. That's number one. I think once Houston 
or a team if they was possible if they were to sign Shaq Mason, excuse me, Shaq Leonard, then they look to go ahead and maybe rework that contract. But as for right now, even with Houston's linebacker woes, the suspension of Denzel Perryman, the concussion issue, I would Henry Toto, that thin linebacker group, does it make sense? I'm going to go with no. I'm going to go with no. The money isn't right. And we're looking at a linebacker in the Shaq Mason who, you know, after playing, this is according to ESPN, an article that I'm reading right now, after playing no less than 93% of his defensive snaps in his first four seasons, Shaq Leonard has only been playing 70% of the snaps this year with a low of 55% versus the Carolina Panthers. Now, in that game, he led the way with 10 tackles. I think that he's finally starting to get the form. 10 tackles against the Carolina Panthers. He also had nine tackles against the New England Patriots in the, in the Saints game. Where the coach lost that game 27 to 38. You're looking at a Shaq Mason who, excuse me, Shaq Leonard, who also had 11 tackles in that game. He can still play, no doubt about it. He can still play. If he goes unclaimed, I think it's a different conversation. I think you should still look at him if he goes unclaimed. Look at an all pro linebacker, former all pro linebacker, uh, who can really give this linebacker group some depth. Going into which is uncharted territory for the Houston Texans, <laughs> a playoff run. You know, you got the Jacksonville Jaguars, of course, that's on Sunday, so he won't get an opportunity to play in that game. But mm-hmm. you still got to play the Titans twice, mm-hmm. got to play the Colts. And so you look at a linebacker who's played in the division before, who has knowledge of how teams, the former team <clears throat> and the coach work, knows what Indy does well and what they don't do well from a linebacker and defensive standpoint. He can still impact the team, but can he impact the team right now that will be over the cap space if they brought him in by nearly $4 million unless he goes unclaimed? And I think that's where the fine line is. If he goes unclaimed, if I'm Nick Casario, I'm calling Shacklin and I'm saying to myself, hey, man, what do you think about this team that we have built right now? Mm-hmm. You got on D'Amico Ryans, Matt Burke, the pieces in front of you and in front four, Will Anderson, uh, 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 Sheldon Rankins, John Gennard, the you know, the deep tackles and how well they've been playing, which would allow you as a linebacker to flow in and out of those lanes to get some of those tackles. I think the last three to four games, you're seeing how impactful he can be. It's just money. If he goes unclaimed, I'm calling, but I'm not calling him to pick up for $6.1 million. <laughs> and to take it a step further, if that's something that Houston wants to look forward to for the you know, remainder of his time in the NFL for the next couple of seasons, we got to rework that contract and reworking that contract would only mean that you claimed them on waivers, which would be a no go. Can't afford it. And the health isn't necessarily a question for me because he's still putting up good numbers. He's still one or two leading team tackles in the last three to four games. Just can't afford it right now. Mm, I'm going to co-sign what you said. Go on, go unclaimed. And to be honest with you, John, I truly believe that Shaq is going to go unclaimed unless one of these other teams that we don't cover on a daily basis have a crazy amount of money and they are willing to take the risk. But I would not be surprised this time next week we get the notification saying that Shaq Leonard has been unclaimed. And then I think that's going to be definitely be a bidding ward for him. And that's the only risk of not claiming him 
off of waivers as of right now because I do believe he's going to be in a bidding war, and you definitely know he's probably going to go to the situation that's going to provide him the most money. And I will say this. Outside of a financial standpoint, if he comes to the Texans, that's a win-win on both sides because for Shaq, you get a true add, mic. You get a you get a, true you get a, you get a you get a true mic. You add him to yes, this this the, the this linebacking core has been you know questionable at times, but there's been times where they have put on a damn good performance. I you just take a look at Blake Cashman on Sunday. Um, but you added him to a linebacker core to where it's going to elevate the Texans. And it's going to give Shaq an opportunity where he can, where he won't be the main focus on the defensive side of the ball. You know, he won't have that heavy burden that he's been carrying basically ever since he got drafted in Indianapolis. So it's going to help him. And then, of course, for the Houston Texans, man, you 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 elevate your defense like that. You definitely going to make a forget just making the playoffs. Now you're looking at a situation. Okay. How far can you go on the playoffs now? Because, John, to your point, as long as Shaq Mason, Shaq Mason, as long as Shaq, <laughs> I'm about to say Griffin, as long as Shaq <laughs> Leonard, Shaq the food <laughs> exactly, as long as Shaq Leonard stays healthy, I still consider him to be one of the most productive players at his position. Definitely not like how it was during the late 2010s where he was making what? all pros and and you know definitely in a running for being the the best player at his position but just adding him to this team man i think it would be a win-win situation but it's one of them situations i'm like okay chat what's more valuable to you staying productive coming to a team whether it's houston or whatever the case might be and you are playing for playoff contention and championship contention or do you want to rock try to recoup as much money as much money that you may lose, and then you might go to a team where it's like, oh, okay, now you're in the same situation that you were in Indy. But it's going to be interesting to see how these next seven, especially 14 days, will play out if he goes unclaimed. Yeah, and again, man, he's been productive in his last few outings. Nine total tackles against the Patriots, 10 total tackles against the Carolina Panthers, 11 versus the New Orleans Saints, and seven in the Cleveland Browns game. Uh, during that run, he's been able to put together six stops for this uh, coast defense, for that coast defense, and has really limited the amount of yards allowed dropping back in coverage. Uh, during that three-game, four-game run, excuse me, he only allowed, what is this, 54 yards in four games dropping uh-huh. back in coverage. So Damn. no doubt about it, man. He, he comes to Houston. That's a double – Double blessing. Right? I think Houston got a chance too. And this also goes into that situation for Nick Casario and D'Amico. You won't have to pay CJ. We might as well start this conversation now. You don't have to pay CJ, CJ for the next four to five years or whatever the case might be. Beef up this team and make a true run. Hmm. Normally, I'm happy when I come on this show to talk to you guys about prize picks, but I didn't win no money last night. Mm. Uh, but still, I'm going to go ahead and get ready to go to my favorite app on my phone, which is Prize Picks, the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It is still the easiest and most exciting way to watch sports and play daily fantasy football. It's just me against the numbers. I ain't playing Cody. 
ain't playing big big Sarge. I ain't playing against nobody. I'm playing against the numbers. And instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, I'm picking just like you can the more than or less than on two to six player stat projections. And then I'm sitting back just like you can to watch the winnings roll in. And with the basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the specials league, the league created to created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James and Travis Kelsey at a combo of 10 and a half, three point made and receptions. Prize picks even offers a reboot policy so that you and your entries Stay in play, even if one of your players get hurt. They got insurance, y'all. We love insurance. We talk about how insurance is a scam, but not this insurance. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an insurance policy. Can't beat that. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use code locked on NFL for a first time deposit match up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com or do it like I do it. Play it like I play it. I pick up my phone. I'm in the app. Go to the app store, prize picks, and use code locked on for a first time deposit match up to $100. Locked on has launched the very first national sports 24 7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of the Locked On team, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Flexing, Texans, Texans, (laughs) flexing. The Broncos game got flex, Cody. Yes, sir. And... It's not the flex that we was hoping for. I know a lot of us was hoping for a Sunday night game, a Monday night game, or a Thursday night game. However, um, the Texans Week 13 match against the Denver Broncos was originally set for 3 p.m. However, that has been moved up to a noon kickoff, flexing out Panthers versus Bucks. Well, why is that a flex? Because first and foremost, the NFL – and their broadcasting team decided that this was the best way possible to get more eyes on the Texans for this for the rest of the season. We all know CJ Stroud is a rising star. Tank Dale, who has officially changed his name to Tank Dale, is a rising star. D'Amico Rhines is a rising coach. Everything about the Houston Texans is new and exciting. So this is going to be the opportunity to put on for a larger audience. Not only that. The noon CBS games for teams, for cities that doesn't have a market team that's going to be playing at that 12, that 12 noon slot time, they're going to be watching Texans versus Broncos. And apparently CBS will bring their best, their best analysts and broadcasters down to the city of Houston for that game as well. So it's not the flex game that we all was hoping for. However, knowing that this is going to be a very big game, a really good opportunity for the Texans to show the, 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 the nation, how better, how good things are as of right now. I'm okay with it. I must say. Hey, is uh in that case, 
I wonder if we're getting we're getting are we getting Gus Johnson to call a game? Yeah. That's right now. That's that's what I'm expecting. Is it Gus or is it Kevin Harlan? Uh, Kevin or Imagine Gus. Kevin Harlan. It might be both. Imagine we know how great, how legendary both Gus Johnson and Kevin Harlan is as, mm-hmm. as broadcast announcers, as color commentators, and I, and I love it. Imagine, put this in your mind, close your eyes. Imagine CJ Stroud breaking out of the pocket, escaping, using his legs, dodging a defender, taking the heave downfield. Nico Collins with an acrobatic catch over defender. Hmm. For a touchdown with Kevin Harlan on the call. And CJ hits Nico for the touchdown. I can't do it. Or like imagine Gus Johnson. <laughs> imagine Gus Johnson calling. And, and, and this is probably a little bit more exciting because Gus Johnson is one of my favorites of all time. Imagine Tank Dale taking a hitch route, breaking the tackle. Making a a, a a safety miss, breaking the ankle, breaking back in, finding the seam up the field for a fifty yard touchdown with Gus Johnson on the call in the hey. building in the NRG Stadium. Hey, that's hey. fire! Kevin Harlan is my favorite because I can hear him right now. And listen to this crowd inside NRG Stadium. <laughs> you know he loves to mention sure the crowd. Make sure y'all at the NRG Stadium. We we listen. The Texans need y'all. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna be a good game too because Denver they've they've been you know Denver trending well. in the right direction. They're all Russell fighting Wilson for a playoff well spot this year. Russell's played well, so Denver is on the roll. I think they've cleaned up some things in house. Um, that's one of those games where it's Arizona trap game. I didn't think Arizona was a trap game, but I don't want to call it a trap game for the Texans because I don't think that they're elite yet in terms mm-hmm. of teams in the NFL. But Denver is a game where I think maybe through the first four weeks of the NFL season, a lot of people may have overlooked what the Denver Broncos could do. Now, mm. defensively, they're still allowing some points. As of late, they've gotten they better. allowing 70 or 73, whatever that was. <laughs> they, they have gotten better, but that's going to be a game where it's going to be all eyes on each of the quarterbacks and make sure that you guys Damn. continue to watch or listen to the Locked On Texans podcast because we will be bringing you – Inside analysis, whether it's from the post-game press conference, whether it's from the locker room, whether it's from the sideline, whether it's from the press box, it's going to come from us, Cody and myself, through the screen, through the airways. And y'all don't know what's going on. Make sure that you follow the Locked On Texas podcast on uh, on Twitter at Locked On Texas. Subscribe, like, and comment. Give me a follow at John underscore Hickman 12 on Twitter as well. And as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.